Welcome to another episode of Sugar Free. I am Fatima Chantel and I'm coming to you live from Las Vegas. This was supposed to be an episode about my crazy Vegas vacation and a hilarious Grammys wrap up. But as you know, on Sunday, we lost a legend, Kobe Bryant, as well as his daughter. And there were other passengers on the helicopter that did not survive. It just doesn't seem appropriate to talk about those things right now. I'm actually speechless. I don't even know what to say. It's heartbreaking. I have to head back to LA shortly and I know it's heavy out there. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to run this episode that I recorded oh about a month ago. I never really got around to putting it out, but it's with my homegirl, my ace bone coon, Emerald, one of my favorite people in LA, one of the first friends I made in LA, definitely a real one, definitely one of one. I've been trying to get her to podcast forever. It took me a minute, but I finally got her to sit down. We're going to be talking about some LA shit. She's going to be talking about some LA shit. She was born and raised here. And we kick off this episode with a little spa treatment I had known as the booty smoothie. Enjoy. Today, I'm with my girl, Emerald. Hi. (laughs) Born and raised an LA friend, Emerald, as LA as it gets. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, I am. Indeed. (laughs) Okay, and so we're just catching up. I got a booty smoothie, y'all. You guys may have heard about this or seen this on Vanderpump Rules. I think it was season seven or the last season, Lala went and got one. This is something that they do at Tina K's, which is a spa in Studio City. Studio City is considered the Valley? Correct. Okay. And I even sent you a link because you were like, what the fuck is a booty smoothie? And I read through the procedure and it's all these different steps. Basically, it smooths out your ass. Okay. So I went in yesterday and basically you lay down on a table on your stomach. We downtown, y'all. You're done? Okay. So the first thing they do is they steam your booty (laughs) with like this warm steam. It feels really good. Mm. (laughs) And then um, they scrub it with... um... Then they scrub it. And then they use this diamond encrusted tool to like, I guess, pull off the dead skin. Which I know sounds weird, but this is something that happens all over our body. Like, we always have dead skin in our body, so it's not anything that's too out there. Then they, what they do after that, they kind of wipe it off. And, yeah, it's it sounds weird, but it's, it's really interesting and cool. So, after it was over, I was like, my booty's smooth, but for all the stuff that they did, I felt like it should be smoother. But then the girl told me the following day is when you'll really see results in... This morning? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I have not tried it. It took my friend. Will you try it? Oh, yes. I'm going to try it. See, when I first saw it, I was like, who can I send this link to? Emerald. (laughs) Yes, because I'm (laughs) open-minded. Yes. (laughs) I mean, that does sound very exciting. Yeah. Question. Is it only for the butt? Okay, so that's what I wanted to know. Because, you know, I have, like, rough elbows. You know I'm what not I'm talking about there. Oh. 
I don't. Oh, I mean, I guess they could sting your kitty. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, I. Is it like a, um? I mean, I feel like you're already naked. I mean, I did ask about other parts of the body, but I did not ask about that part of the body. Mm. I was like, oh, can you do elbows and stuff like that? And she said yes. Yeah, so. Well, I feel we all should get a booty smoothie. <laughs> Yes, just the idea of it, because I'm a very visual person, so my mind was thinking, is there going to be something creamy right there? What's going on? Because <laughs> you hear the word smoothie. And then my brain goes, creamy. <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> I am open-minded. Okay, okay, um, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it by the time my birthday. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I want you give me your feedback on what you thought. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, Yeah, I'm she excited. said some people come back twice a month, but I probably will get it done again. Oh, yes. Maybe maybe two or three times a year. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep it smooth back Gotta there. Got to keep it smooth. Got to keep it looking good. Now, I want to talk about you. Okay. And L.A. and being born and raised in L.A. Because as y'all know, I'm not from here. I've been here for like two years. Everybody here has been very welcoming. I love L.A. I love the people, especially the people that were born and raised here. The good ones she has come across. The good- <laughs> like myself. Yeah, not all of them. Not all. <laughs> I'm one of a kind. I was raised correctly. I have manners and class. <laughs> so. So what, what part of L.A. were you raised in? In View Park. Okay. Which is uh, is that so- considered south? No, it's right. Um, it's West. on the... South side of Baldwin Hills. Okay. I think I was just over there the other day at the Dollar Tree on Slauson. Is that View Park? No, it's up. It's okay. up, more up, going towards um, Slauson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what was it like growing up there? Uh, it was really nice. I mean, everybody knew everybody. Everyone had a successful career. Are we talking black folks, mixed uh, the neighborhood was predominantly black mm-hmm. up until until like 2008, and it started to become a little more to become integrated. Mm. Um, what do you think brought other people there? Uh, people losing homes and the property value going down due to the you know the crash in 2008. So mm. I really think it gave people of other demographics and people that had been there and didn't really uh, didn't handle their their monies and handle their property accordingly until mm-hmm. they lost homes and you know foreclosures depending on if you get five ten people together you can buy it so mm-hmm. that's what really changed the the image of the neighborhood mm-hmm. um, but yes most of the people were either teachers because they had been there since the 60s and doctors lawyers just bit of everything of black people so Mm -hmm. there were some athletes there were some actresses and actors so it was it was uh what you would consider a upscale uh neighborhood and all the homes were well above eight hundred thousand and more so i mean i've only driven through there and my uh my grandparents bought the home in 1965 my mom was five years old so We all were there up until 2007. So, yeah. Um, a lot of people say growing up in L.A. is too fast. It's not good for children. I feel like L.A. gives you an edge. I feel like 
depending on, how, you know, and everything starts in the home. It all depends on who's raising you. Mm-hmm. Now, you can live in the most rural area and be the worst person with minimal crime and starting crime. Or you can live in a fast-paced area where there's a lot of crime. But as long as you have the correct upbringing, you will have a better uh, understanding of what's right and wrong, what you should do, what you should not do. So I disagree with those that say growing up in Los Angeles is not good for children because I'm a great person and I'm successful. And so, you know, it all depends on what you're willing to give to your child. So what would you say is the best part about growing up in L.A. or the best thing about L.A., period? The options, the diversity, the different uh, just the, the different options of different things to do because L.A. has everything. Sure and even is. if it's not L.A., if you wanted to go hiking, you can hike in the Santa Monica Mountains or you could go to Pasadena or you could go to Big Bear, um, is that Big Bear is that Lake Arrowhead. That's a couple, like maybe an hour and a half oh, drive. Okay. It's not far. Okay. But, I mean, it gives you options to do a bit of everything. That's why everybody loves L.A. That's why everybody loves California. Because mm-hmm. we have everything. Here. And the best weather. Like, the weather here, like, y'all know I be posting stuff on my stories. And people from New York are like, man, it's snowing out here. And they see me out here with palm trees and sunshine. In the winter, it's like 70 degrees. Right. Do you love records? If so, Crateism just launched its first vinyl subscription, which is curated by me. So you know it's going to be dope. January's record of the month was none other than Nas's Omatic. My February pick is the long out of print Songs for the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age. You can sign up now at shop. Createism.com, or if you don't want the commitment, you can just buy the record by itself. Remember, you can cancel at any time. And don't forget to use code SUGARFREE for an extra 10% off. But still, LA still has the better weather for winter because you can go outside with flip-flops on in December. You can't do that anywhere else Mm -hmm. unless you're in a tropical area where it's hot. Right. So... I mean, I love L.A., born and raised here. I've lived in Seattle. I've lived in um, Columbia, Maryland. And, I mean, I always love L.A. You know, I like other places, but home is home and home is best. Okay, so let me ask you this. What's the worst part about L.A., in your opinion? The homeless. Oh, it's. I'm tired of the oh let me correct myself the homeless and the traffic everybody wants to come here but nobody wants to do things accordingly I never thought in my mind it would take me it would take me an hour and a half just to go from the south side of the valley to LAX it should not take that long at all any time of the year even if it is holiday But L.A. and California is the land of opportunity. I don't even like going places now because people are just out of control. They everybody seems like they're from elsewhere. That's why when Fatima said her friend born and raised in L.A., because most people here are not from here. 
And most people that are from L.A., they've moved to Palmdale, Lancaster, Moreno Valley, San Bernardino, Riverside. Well, now, is everybody flocking because of prices? Both. Prices and, you know, just tired of all the crowdedness. So, I mean, I'm here. I'm going to stay here. Nothing's driving me out. But I'm tired of it. Mm. But, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? But, yeah, I love L.A., and um, if I could do more for the the issues, I would. But it takes a body of people. Mm-hmm. It takes a village. Let me ask you this. Have you seen ASAP Rocky sex tape? No. <laughs> Your oh. face. Did you, know, did you know that he had a sex tape? Yes, you and apparently it, right? he's, what, addicted to sex? That's his Wait, his I don't, tell me more, I don't. Oh, you didn't know about I didn't. I don't know about the details because I didn't. I actually love ASAP Rocky as an artist. Oh, he's a cute. But he, okay, so tell me more. So what happened now? Is he addicted to sex or is he just a young man with a lot of money and a lot, a lot of options? I think it's both. But yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's so cute. Yeah. He is he's, so he's dope cute. too. I like a lot of his music. It's, some of it's kind of weird and dark. I like it. Yes. And How many so ASAPs are there? Except for that's that's my other favorite one because work is the jam forever forever Gucci down to the socks like a big papa baby oh my gosh (laughs) and he just has that uh, you want to squeeze his cheeks that gutter Mm. he's got that gutter but yeah apparently he said via complex on Snapchat he said that uh, he has a sex addiction okay so I mean. And then also the stuff, in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in Sweden, the guys chasing him oh, and yeah. his team fighting. I mean, it's like, youngster, please, just hold it, to, get it together, please. <laughs> because I don't want you stuck over there. Okay. I don't want that. You you give greatness to to hip-hop rap, you know, which is, uh, which is music of the world, basically, because mm-hmm. everybody wants a piece of that right so i just feel <sighs> so she leaked the sex tape um i don't know rapper denies says he's bad in bed oh wow he's too cute to be bad but you never know it could be wrong i think he's just a young man that just you know he he's a he's a very handsome young man and he and i'm sure women have always wanted to get in his pants so um and now that he has fame and money money and so the list has been hypened yeah so i really think that's all that it is but i hope he gets things under control soon me too so um you saw that picture of kim kardashian right the one where she's (laughs) yes you can't see emerald's face right now if you all could see my face I mean, I know everybody loves the Kardashians no, not and the everybody. Jenners, and they they just are really into everything that they do, which I feel has brought the world to this ultimate ratchetism due to the Kardashians being such a powerhouse on media, whether it's Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, reality TV, they're just contributing to the ultimate level of ratchetism i mean i 
the only thing that's ever really bothered me about them is that they want to take the good parts about being black. You know what I'm saying? They want to make their skin dark. They want to wear braids. And at this point, they got to know it's upsetting to black women. You know what I'm saying? Correct. But they keep doing it. So I guess maybe they're just trolling. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I feel that they're always trying to find a way to make extra dollar to make it better. So, I mean, I don't agree with their uh, their antics, their reason behind the reasons for this type of behavior. But um, I don't feel that she should be shading her skin. Actually, they've all been doing it. Yeah. Um, I went into one of my friend's houses and she had it on TV, which I was like, please cut this off. <laughs> Turn that shit off. And she's like, no, I want to watch it. And I'm like, well... I'm like, I'm going to go. But in the quick glimpse, I noticed that they were all shaded like like with brown and golden undertones to look shaded like a black woman. And Mm -hmm. it's like you all have friends that you've kicked to the curb that you've done wrong things to. So maybe you can understand so you can be to act like that. But then it's like. It's like robbing. It's just like how they took from us before black people came. You know, they just want to see how you do so that they can adapt. I don't know. So, um, what is your beef with El Pollo Loco? You don't want to try their wings? Their chicken is nasty now. It is kind of dry. It's dry. It's lacking that nice blend of like lime and lemon zest with well seasoned and it wasn't overpowering mm-hmm. it's like they're just throwing that chicken on there sprinkling whatever and it's lacking yeah and it's no lemon zest <laughs> no lemon or lime zest so you ain't gonna try the new wings not mm-hmm. even trying if you want to buy some I'll try one <laughs> we could review those <laughs> yes that'll be the next review yeah <laughs> That's for my other podcast piece with the team, Fatima, where I review food. And there there's so many food places to try in LA. Okay, what are your, some of your favorite soul food spots in LA? Because I've thrown a couple out there and you were like, nope, 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 nope. So for people that don't know, there's quite a few soul food restaurants in LA. There's actually a lot. Well, I will say this. One place that was... A staple in my heart, a staple for a lot of people, is no longer there. They were bought out by Doolin's. Okay, what were they called? Bertha's. Oh, okay. So Doolin's used to be Bertha's. No, this one location on Century and Western. Which is Inglewood? No. No? That's LA. That's South LA. Okay. Keyword Century and Western. South LA. Because, yeah. Bertha's was beautiful. They had oxtails. They had mm. short ribs. They had neck bones. They had everything. Damn, that's real black. They had <laughs> everything. Like your mama house. The yams were like your grandmother made it. Mm-hmm. Everything was delicious. But who knows? They And they were well-priced. Mm. So maybe they went under because they had well prices and they were family owned. Mm. They were only one location and it was always packed. Mm -hmm. Another was Jordan's, which is no longer around at all. And it was delicious. They started. And then another, wait, where was Jordan's? 
Jordan's originally started in Compton on the okay. east side of Compton near okay. the 710 freeway. And how long and, ago did they go? And they had another location in, um, I guess that would be considered the between in the Windsor Hills View Park area. Mm-hmm. They um, had a location there on Slauson and Overhill, but they closed. And that was a great uh, soul food spot. Another one was uh, M&M's that was on... Big used to tell me about M&M's all the time. That's somebody we used to work with. Yes, M&M's on King Boulevard and Crenshaw. Okay. Which would be the Lamert Park area, which is not South L.A. Um, But they're gone. Damn. And... um, Another great place was Soul Food. Well, there still is um, Roscoe's. Roscoe's is always going to be there. Yeah. And it's delicious. Yes. And we recently discovered, actually, my next food review should be Roscoe's in Long Beach because that one actually sells alcohol. They sell alcohol. (laughs) They have a bar. So I noticed a lot of the soul food restaurants out here don't serve alcohol. You don't want to mix alcohol <laughs> with a certain demographic. And what that demographic is. Well, it's everybody. Yeah. But, but no. <laughs> I feel that the only reason Long Beach has it is because they have a stage and because they do like a nightclub type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel that's why they have a bar. But um, what's another spot? Okay, what oh. are some spots that are still open? Oh, I know a spot. Because <laughs> it sounds it's like all the good old places are gone. Off of 52nd and Central. Which is? I don't know the name, but it's but right that's, there on that, that corner. South. Most of the soul food restaurants are more south. That's right? on the east side. Oh, like east side of L.A.? Yes. Oh. There's East L.A. and there's the east side. Oh, Two okay. different What's things. considered the east side? Beyond, uh, beyond Fig. Like Highland Park? No. Okay, because that's Fig. No, beyond Figaro. Well, it's different. Like Lincoln Heights? I mean, that's the east side. Montebello? No, no, that's East LA. Right. Okay. The east side would be um, south of downtown, east of Figueroa. Well, like this. East side is east of the 110. You go east of the 110 freeway, that's the east side. Okay. But south of USC. And that can go to to Imperial. Anywhere east within those parameters is the east side. You know LA like the back of your hand. Got family all over. Remember one time I was on the phone with you and you were like, you could hear background noise and you were like, are you... On Figueroa and like you knew the intersection that I was at just from the noise in the background. Well, hey, you know <laughs> I'm a very attentive person, so I mean I get I normally I can guess where somebody is. Mm-hmm. So oh, but I'm sorry, you were going to talk about a soul food restaurant on the east side. So it's on Central and 52nd Street. Okay, and it is very good. I'm gonna look it up. Very good. I don't know the name. I just know how to get there. <laughs> that Those are the best ones. And it's so good. 
And then the, another place is um, Harold and Bell's. Oh, yeah. Delicious Louisiana Cajun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some characters in there, too. Oh, yes. Lots. <laughs> you know, honestly, there's a character everywhere you go. That's yeah, true. Soul food or not. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah, L.A. Have, has so much to offer. And there's still places I have to discover that are new, not places that have been here. Lots of places. And they constantly open it, too. Because everybody has to eat. Any good um, fish markets? Oh, yes. Because I haven't been to any out here. So there was one I was driving by. I guess there's one on Crenshaw. And then when I looked on Yelp, it said it was closed, but it looked like it was open. You know which one I'm talking about? You know where AMPM is on Crenshaw? Oh. What, Crenshaw and Like, Vernon? if you went all the way down King. Crenshaw and Vernon. That sound, yeah. You know which one I'm talking about? I think it's called Crenshaw Fish Market. I've never been But Yelp says it's closed, but the motherfucker look open to me. Well, I've never been there. I stay away from that intersection. It's too (laughs) congested. Mm -hmm. But um, Fishtown on Arlington as it turns into Van Ness. I'm bookmarking that one right now. And 54th Street. Delicious. Um, Another one would be uh, Penguin's Fish on Pico and... uh, High point. Mm. And then where else? What was the other one on Pico? Uh, I was bookmarking Penguin fish, fish. Penguin Fish. Okay. Market. What about the one on King? King and what? It's close to Popeye, so it must be like King and Western. Like if you were taking King toward Lamert, there's one on the right it. side. It just says Fish Market out there. Oh, in the shopping center by Burger King. Probably. Um, it's, it's, it's decent. Um, any good Caribbean recommendations? That's what I haven't found out here is a really good Caribbean spot. Uh, there's a place on Van Ness and Slauson, Penny's, on La Tierra and Sentinella. I haven't been there in a while, so I could be wrong now because, you know, over time, sometimes places get kind of in. Yeah. Or my house. <laughs> That's where the best fish is at. <laughs> Are you enjoying this food talk? If so, you should check out my other podcast, Feast with Fatima. On the most recent episode, I'm giving you a little rundown of a few places that I dined at in Las Vegas. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. How was your 2019 overall reflecting back it was it was interesting in a good way you know there were some ups and downs and some clarity and now it's ended on a positive note okay so i can say i'm blessed and i'm glad that things are in my favor and i'm on the right track and everyone in my life is as well oh okay so yeah any any 2020 goals Lots of goals. Stay tuned. I will tell you closer to when <laughs> things are about in just about in play. But I can't wait. I'm looking forward. And only direction is up. Okay. So, yes. I like that. Oh, um, I need beauty supply recommendations for LA and then um, nail salons. Because you, you have one nail salon that you go to, right? Yes. 
I've been going there. My mother took me when I was 10, and she went there periodically before I was born. So my nail shop is, I love it. It's great. The service is wonderful. Everybody knows me because they've known me since I was a child. Mm. Are you going to give the name? It is called Paris Nails okay. on Obama and La Siena. Obama Boulevard, which was what before? Rodeo oh, Road. Okay. Previously. So, yes, Paris Nails is beautiful. The address is 5788 Obama. Oh, you got to love it. <laughs> and um, Michelle, Kevin, and Grace, along with everyone else is there, are fabulous. But, you know... Uh, they've always done my nails, so I mean, I love it there, and I'm pleased, and I'm very happy with that location. I mean, there's lots of other places, but I, I mean, feel... they everywhere. But you know how when you find a good salon, I used to go to nails on. When I first moved here, my spot was nails on Fleek and Compton, mm. and then like the last time I went there, they wouldn't dry my nails, and I was like, why? So I stopped going there, but they used to be really bomb. So and now I go to colorful, colorful nails on Fig because okay. Monica used to go there, one of our former coworkers. Yeah. So and um, beauty supply. Well, I go to like two. I go to Eden Beauty Supply, which is next door to my nail shop. So you know you get a two for one. Okay. Yeah, and also, and that's at fifty-seven ninety-two Obama. Also, um, Sterling. Sterling Beauty Supply? Beauty Supply oh, yeah. on Adams and exactly um, Fairfax. That's so. one of my go-tos also. And there's one more. There's one on um, La Brea and Pico in the shopping center where the bakery is. That mm. Beauty Supply has a great selection. So, yes. Noted, noted. Good recommendations from a native. Yeah. <laughs> the truest as they come. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, thanks for joining me again. You're most good- welcome. I enjoy. And hopefully you'll have me back. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and yes. Oh, I forgot to do. Do you have any um, socials you want to give out or talk about your what you're doing? You, you're a stylist, you know, I forgot. you. Got oh, yes. Where oh, can yes. people find you if they want your services? Well, if you want my services with wardrobe along with makeup and hair, all that, you can find me at Designed by Emerald on Instagram. Along with Snapchat, along with Facebook. So once again, it is designed D E S I G N E D B Y E M E R A L D on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Snapchat. That's where you can find me. And I have all the connections for wardrobe, hair. And let me style you up. Okay, okay. Thank you again for having me, Fatima, and it was my pleasure. All right. So that wraps up this episode of Sugar Free. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate on Apple Podcasts 
And don't forget to subscribe. That way you don't miss another episode. Okay? Thanks for listening. <laughs>